Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. I'm trying to wake up, so I'm on my second pint of cold brew this morning, which is a dangerous proposition. Shocking news for everyone. Um, I think it'll kick in. I don't even know what's going on. I like went to bed. I went to bed like ridiculously early last night, like 11 p.m. And... That's not this ridiculously. Was, well, not ridiculously, early, but like not like early enough. And so, and but last night, it's funny. This whole week, I've been having really vivid dreams, and like oh waking up and falling back asleep. And then last night, I like I had so many. I had dreams about like friends from high school. I had dreams that I like joined, um, the entourage of like this random female tennis player. <laughs> Oh, wow. Fantasy. Um, not even like a tennis player that I particularly care about. It was just like very random. Um, And last night it was just, it was just empty. It was just blank. So I don't know what that means. I mean, you probably, I think you have dreams. You just forget them. No, I'm sure. Um, Like, I don't remember any dreams I had last night, but I'm sure I dreamt something. Uh, Yeah. Your mind is always, always working on something. Always up to something. Um, Always up to something up there. But, well, someone, and it's not me, had a birthday this week. Yeah, I did. You did? <laughs> uh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, I survived. You survived yet another year. Another year. Um, and now I have to survive this year. It's, And it'll go on like that. Until yeah, that's that's life. It doesn't work out until 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 it ends. Yeah. Uh, are you? Yeah, I know you're a big Valentine's Day person. Are you excited for Valentine's Day coming up? Uh, yeah. I uh, I I like Valentine's Day. I guess I'm in the minority about that. I 
guess one reason is that I've never really been single. So I've never been like irritated by couples. And another reason is that like, I'm, I'm a big supporter of like minor holidays. Like I think that those are the superior holidays and that does include 4th of July, which I realize is controversial because everyone is like an anti-American anarchist, but, um, like more minor holidays where like, you know, there's no travel involved unless like, you know, you're going to a cabin or something. There's no like expected, um, like tradition that you have to uphold. You're kind of like free to do what you want, but it's like a little excuse to have more fun than usual. That to me is the ideal holiday versus like, say a Christmas (laughs) where there's a huge, um, you know, your whole, like your life, this is your life. For... There's a, yeah, there's a huge prescribed, if you celebrate Christmas, there's a huge prescribed ritual, whether it's yeah. secular or religious. It's like, you know what you're doing. Same with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and, and even um, like, but I, mean, I feel like Valentine's Day and New Year's are like two that are, it's sort of like you either opt in or you opt out sort of, or you do your own thing. But there is like, um, there's like a traditional way to celebrate those holidays. More so than, like, 4th of July, maybe. Well, I mean, I think, like, for New Year's Eve, usually it's, like, a party. And for Valentine's Day, it's usually, like, a dinner. Which are, like, for me, those are both, like, super manageable. And, like, also, I've, like, this year for New Year's, like, I was in Louisiana, just, like, with Brian's family. Yeah. I was, it was um, very chill. I was in COVID land. Oh, yeah, you had my COVID. Bed, which is, honestly, like, a blessing. I, I don't think I've been to a new year's eve party since maybe like the first or second year i moved out to la <laughs> like it's been a long time yeah i sometimes i mean god i don't know yeah i guess it's kind of been a few years because i definitely haven't gone like i don't think i've been to a new year's party since covid sure because i think i have spent the last few mostly with brian in louisiana and then covid and then back to louisiana but you know do you guys have um plans for Valentine's Day? Uh we're gonna go to dinner. Oh, where are you going? Um, a restaurant. Oh, you're not gonna say. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, I you don't say? want your I'm not you gonna don't stay want your on a podcast where I'm gonna be. Where are you going? Are you staying I'm home? staying at home? I'm uh I don't go out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Um, I am going to it's funny actually. So one of the first meals I ever cooked for John when we started dating. Uh, and I lived in Brooklyn and came over and I made steak Diane, which is like, um, you know, like a classic steak preparation with like a sort of like a cognac cream sauce. And coincidentally, in the New York Times this year, they, their big Valentine's Day menu is an updated version of steak Diane. So wow, they finally caught up. They caught up to to my uh to my vibe so i'm yeah i'm gonna make that and that's about it i think i i don't i don't think we've ever been out to dinner i like valentine i'm sure going to certain restaurants is fine going out to dinner on valentine's day but like i couldn't deal with like the like the sort of like valentine's like prefix stuff that's going on yeah that's usually not good like um i feel like places aren't doing that as much as they used to 
But I definitely remember like the first Valentine's Day that like a guy took me out for like a nice dinner and he was like all excited. It was a long time ago. And like we didn't go to like really nice restaurants a lot. And he like picked this like really like special place and we were excited. And when we got there, we were like so disappointed because it was like that prefix, like we didn't know because mm. we were it was like a million years ago. It was like that prefix menu and everything had been like under a heat lamp and we, it was just like so it, it sucked. That's depressing. But um, and then for a long time I would like um stay home and like cook or like do like a little like get a bottle of champagne and like make like something special for dinner which I thought was fun and then I don't know Brian what have we been doing for Valentine's Day like I don't even know probably like a mix of both one year we went to Musso and Frank that was really nice they don't do prefix yeah. on Valentine's Day. I think Brian's pretty like we usually go to places that aren't going to do like a prefix thing. That's smart. Um, and I do think that like places have like kind of pulled. I mean, some places still do it. I don't think it's as common because I think people don't like it. Yeah, I got. Well, I was going to say I got an ad, but I think I just saw it on Instagram. Um, Schwartz and Sandy's, the new uh, Vanderpump adjacent restaurant or bar restaurant that opened up they're doing a um prefix i still want to go but i'm not going to go on valentine's day i don't know what that is it's like their new it's a tom and tom from vanderpump rules their new um bar restaurant in the old um right by ucb on franklin it's like uh oh really yeah it's in that where that mexican restaurant was wait what mexican restaurant on uc on franklin right off of franklin restaurant yeah. Um, it was a Mexican restaurant? What was it called? I don't know. Cantina del something. On um, Franklin? Yeah, like right off of Franklin. Like uh like right. Not on that street. strip where you not right where UCB. Yeah, right where like there's the Gelsons and then there's UCB. Oh, in that mini mall where Tailwaggers is. Yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Okay. Um they that Mexican place closed down and then they, it took like years to renovate it or whatever. So they finally opened up um, and they do have a lobster corn dog, which I think is a direct copy of um, little fish, but it still looks, I still want to go just not on Valentine's day. Oh my God. Wow. It looks so, Oh, they had an, they had a new year's Eve party. Yep. Franklin village seems like the perfect place for, does it it seems like so not franklin village to me but i guess i don't watch the show so i don't know it's just like those type of it's like hollywood like 30s 40s hollywood people that want that don't want to hang out on like hollywood boulevard or whatever but they're still like hollywood ghouls they'll hang out on franklin to go to like la poubelle it's like the same crowd as like la poubelle see i would think it would be more like um like west hollywood like yeah i think that's i mean that's the vanderpump vibe is west she's like you know conquered oh, west but they hollywood. have their own unique but they're <laughs> they've branched out from her so they're like the young and cool people that wouldn't necessarily hang out you know they're on robertson cool yeah i got you um no this looks fun wait can you park in the parking lot 
if you go there. I'm sure. Probably not enough spots because that's now that I live in the valley, that's a huge thing. Oh, yeah, because parking in that area. Well, we'll we'll figure it. We'll go. We'll go for a happy hour, maybe like I a five or six o'clock. Let's do it. Happy hour. That sounds fun. Get a lobster corn dog and some. The one thing I do have to say, Tom Sandoval, he is good at designing cocktails. Like his drinks are pretty good. There's like doing. a new Vanderpump. I mean, I guess I don't know what's Vanderpump and what's um what's Tom, but oh I see. So this used to be like a cute little like cafe place, this thing where it is. Yeah, a long oh, no, time. No, it's still there. That Victor Square. No, it's not. Wait, Victor the vi- that I think- was the Whatever that was in there it used to be like a diner thing. Yeah, there was, it was like, yeah, like you said, Victor or something. And then, and then it turned into the Mexican place and oh, now okay. it turned See, into I'm Schwartz so, and Sanders. I'm so out of it. I don't even know that it was a Mexican place in between. Anyway, um, but that sign looks familiar. I must have seen it a million times and just not like registered what was happening. Um, there is one in like, there's a Vanderpump in Las Vegas now. I know. I want to go that. And there's one in Paris too. In Paris or in mm-hmm. Paris, Las Vegas? No, Paris, Paris. Wow. Vanderpump Paris. Uh, I think. Funny. Wait, maybe it was. Maybe, I know I just, there's one in Paris, Las Vegas. There's oh, like maybe, a, oh, maybe it is. I just saw the maybe, trailer for the new season and it said Vanderpump Paris. And I didn't think too deeply about it. But now that you say it, it might be Vanderpump. It might be Paris in Las Vegas. Let's see. Um. That makes actually probably a lot more sense. Uh, yeah, I think it's the one in Las okay. Vegas. <laughs> I just googled Vanderpump Paris, and the only ones that are coming up is like that wine makes bar. More they have. Sense. It's like in the lobby. It's really weird looking. It's like I mean, I haven't been there, but I've like you know, I keep up to date on things that are happening in sure. Las Vegas, sort of to an extent. Oh. And it's like just sort of like in it's like a gazebo that's like in the lobby of the hotel and it's like covered in like fake flowers and you just like go inside it and have a cocktail that sounds great yeah. uh what else is new? oh i told you off off mic that i saw um 80 for brady this week oh yeah as a i mean we're you know connoisseurs of the senior citizen comedy but this one looks too dire even for you to watch yeah I can't well I don't like the Brady element of it I mean first of all I'm okay I'm gonna say something and I don't mean to be ageist and I don't mean to be cruel I do think there's a natural cutoff and in our culture we don't have we don't appreciate older women but we do appreciate um like our own sick nostalgia and like have to feed it so although like you know these women probably had to suffer for like decades um be like not getting work or getting respect like at a certain point when people are like oh my god you know, they're going to die, like, sorry, but like, they're going to die soon. They're like, let's trot them out and make a huge fucking to do about it. This is the same thing that happened with Betty White. Mm. And now because of Grace and Frankie, everybody has to do it with these two. And it's like, I, I understand. I appreciate, like, I love Jane Fonda. I love Sally Field. Like they're all stars. I'm like happy for them, whatever. But like, 
another person that this happened with, and I hate to say it was um, Elaine May in that Woody Allen show. Like there's a point where like, I I don't want to watch it because these, this is not good for anybody. It's not good for the actress. It's not good for the audience. It's not good for society. It's like, let these, why don't you like, cherish these women when they're like in their like 50s 60s 70s and once they hit that 80 90 90, i mean i think rita moreno might be pushing 90 yeah like let them retire like it's uh i think they could i think they want to work like i I think they do too but i don't i mean i think they do too it's keeping, I mean, I get it. Like it's keeping them mobile. Like, cause it, I do feel like if, when you get to that age and I don't know if we have any listeners in our, in their eighties or nineties, but if we, if we do, please, please chime in. Mm-hmm. But I imagine if you're that age and you're sitting at home, all you think about is, am I going to die today? And if you're on set, you're too busy goofing around, you're too busy. You're having fun. You like these women have been on sets since basically the entire history of talking cinema yeah more or less um like it's like mary pickford and then (laughs) and then then jane fonda yeah Yeah. uh so i do think that it is just like keeping busy more than anything else and i am happy for them but like the thing is with this movie and you know there was some it wasn't like the worst thing i've ever seen but because these women are because like golden girls you think you know they're old they're playing they're playing old but they're they were in their they were in like their 50s when they were yeah doing that so they were like totally like physically able to do physical like physical comedy whereas these women one there's one scene where one woman has to step up just like a couple steps on a ladder Mm -hmm. and it's it's one of the most terrifying things i've ever seen and just like sort of moving around and most of most of it they are and also like the director i guess is someone who had never directed anything before i never wow what a way to start yeah there there was some article that was like jane fonda handpicked this guy who'd never directed before to be in her new movie and then it was all these people like were like only a white man would and that's probably true honestly would like be able to direct a huge movie like 80 for brady without any credits but the i mean these women they can't move so the 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 scenes are them literally just sort of planted on the ground and there's you know one shot and they're just it's like a play they're just standing yeah. there they're talking to each other and it's like it's you like can't the really, whale it's like yeah, it's like the whale but um, um uh yeah like i i mean it's i'm not and I don't mean this in like an ageist way. And like, I don't mean that anybody should or shouldn't do anything they're capable of and interested in doing and want to do and have the opportunity to do whatever. I just like, I just, for me, it's triggering. And it makes me think of like the Betty White situation, which I thought was honestly disgusting. And also, have you noticed like it hasn't stopped? Like Betty White is dead and they're mm. still like trotting out like memes yeah. and all this shit. Celebrate Betty on what would have been her 102nd birthday. Yes. And, and it's you're... um it's just like I 
I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know exactly what makes me so uncomfortable about it. I think it's just that like, it feels, um, patronizing. It feels like it's, huh? Patronizing? No, it's, it's worse than that. It's like, we have our own anxieties about dying at like people who are in their, like whatever thirties, like I have my own anxiety about death. And so to like assuage my own issues, I'm going to force this elderly woman to like tap dance for me and prove that, um, you know, death is something that I too can overcome because she's doing it. And like, that's, what's comforting me. And it just feels wrong. Like deal with your issues about dying, you know, get a priest, get a therapist, get a Xanax prescription, but like, don't force the elderly to perform for you. No, I get that. I, I don't know. I, I do feel like they are, they want to do this. And they're not being, I mean, the Betty White thing by the end, it did feel like exploitative. Like you didn't know, I don't know. You just didn't know how much say she had in what was going on. I mean, it's like, I'm not, I don't think that they're like, these people are actors and actresses. Like they're going to want to be on TV or on in a movie, no matter what. Like, it's not that they don't want to do, they probably couldn't, can't physically cannot say no to something that you ask them to do at this point. Um, and I'm sure it makes them happy, but I always feel like, um, the, what you consume is there has to be a choice. There is a more, there's a morality to it that is beyond like the comfort of the comfort or like of the actor and like the moral choices made by the artist like beyond that you have like another moral obligation when you're deciding what you're going to engage with that's like is this art good for society and like is this something like do I want this do I want to engage in this way and like how why am I engaging with this not even society but like me as a person like Mm. why am I engaging with this and what is it doing for me and like if this and and I personally cannot <laughs> do do it. I have to. It makes maybe it makes me think about death too much, and that's why I don't like it. Maybe but yeah. I feel like there's just something that's very disturbing. I just think it's a disturbing impulse, and I don't like that it's getting. Uh, it's just like we're feeding into it more and more. I also am like an anti-nostalgia person. Yeah. Well, and I, I and I take your point that like where were the parts for these women when they were in their 50s, 60s, 70s, when they still, you know, have all their faculties and they could tackle like more sort of complex. Cause also like, these are really good actors and this movie, regardless of you enjoy it or not, it's like a deeply like stupid movie where that is not taking advantage of any of their like talents as dramatic or comedic actresses. And so like, is is it possible to have a good movie with a good script and a complex character for actresses or actors in their eighties and nineties that doesn't, that's not like a more that doesn't have to be like, Oh, um, this is about us dying. Like, is there a middle ground between 80 for Brady and a more, um, 
Sorry, you just I, left. I, I, <laughs> I was just, I was talking I was and you're not there. I was listening. I was making you vamp. I thought I had to get my charger and I really thought that it was going to take. Okay. I thought it was somewhere and I ended up having to go to two places. So it took longer, but my argument is like, it's all a more. It's all a more. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a more, that's a more. Like if that's what it all is, it's just like some people don't have the ability to like, some people don't want to admit it, but that's what it all sure. is. Yeah, that's my. Right. That's what I think. Um, that being said, will you be watching Book Club Two: Journey to Italy or whatever it's called? Unfortunately, I didn't see Book Club One. No, we saw it together. Oh well, like wow, <laughs> we saw it at the Americana. We snuck in a bottle of rosé. That's fun. Yeah, you don't remember it at all. We're so fun. Mm-hmm. I was actually I was drinking rosé out of my Goop water bottle. You know, this is starting to come back i do remember being in the theater watching it with you i don't remember anything about the movie though uh they were i think it was 50 shades of gray they read so they like wanted to fuck was the plot of the movie and this one is literally read the book 50 shades of gray yeah and this one they read some book about italy and so they want to go to italy and they want to fuck all right. Well, I'll see it. Who who are the elderly women in the I mean, movie? it's Jane, of course. It's Diane. It's Candace and Mary Steenburgen. Mm. As the young Ashley. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. I'll see it. I'll see uh, it. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, one or two of these a year. We I did watch the that Diane Keaton one where she switches bodies with the um younger woman and that was dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. She does a freaky Friday. It's a freaky Friday where it's not her. She's it's she's fake. It's not actually freaky Friday because it's not two people. It's just a young woman who wishes upon a star that she is she wants to be an old lady and then she turns into Diane Keaton. So it's not even Freaky Friday. It's just one person that turns old. Interesting. It's like 13 going on 30, but like 30 going on 90. Yep. 30 going on 90. <laughs> well, she, yeah, she, it's, um, she's like in Palm Springs at like a bachelorette party. And she's so annoyed at her friends of like, just being like in their thirties and like partying. And so she goes to like the shaman and she's like, oh, I just wish I was like 75. Yeah, I know. It's so annoying yeah. to be like young and healthy yeah. and everybody just wants to be old. <laughs> um all right this might be an announcement i or it might not be but i um i first of all i haven't yet but i'm like this is the month i'm actually gonna cancel the savage by fenty and the kate hudson uh whatever it's called i always want to call it like skinamax but it's called fabletics fabletics you're canceling both of them yeah because i usually am really good about like every month just like skipping it so i never pay for it but this month i forgot to skip both of them so i ended up getting charged like over a hundred dollars between the two of them and I, one of them is going up from $50 to $60. And I was like, this is so stupid. I literally hate both of these brands so much. I hate these products. I don't know why I have this. I just, it's like, I, cause once you get the credits, you're like, well, I can't undo it. Cause then I might, I'm going to yeah. lose this credit. It's and, like audible. 
Yeah. So last night at like 2 a.m., I was like, fuck it. I used up all my credits. I was like, I figure I bought just like whatever. I just got like a bunch of bras on the Fenty one. Um, and this like big onesie. Because <laughs> the other problem with everything on the Fenty website is like it look they'll sell these things and it looks like pajama pants and then like it won't have a butt or something like that. Yeah. Like everything is like so like, and I don't want that. So but I found like normal stuff and I was like, I'm getting this. I got like a couple of workout outfits by Kate. And then I'm waiting until they get here in case I want to make an exchange just in case like anything doesn't fit right. And then once they get here, I'm saying goodnight it's done. forever. Cause I I'll be done. I'll have paid it all off. <laughs> <laughs> You're free. I'll be free. Finally free. And I've been a member of both of them for a very very long time it's hard to can't i can't i canceled you know that like um streaming service movie that's like yeah we have well, that i think i it, it was so it was like six dollars a month or something and i really wouldn't I, I would maybe watch one movie a month on it if that really mm -hmm. but i was like oh i want to support you know independent cinema and you got a deal where they would give you like a free movie ticket in the theater every week yeah. and i oh, would use it yeah, like it would it would be like a specific movie. So it's only like one movie at some like, you know, random Lemley or something. But I I used it every once in a while. Um, but then I got an email that was like, we're changing the price to $17.99 a month from like $6.59. I'm like, that's, that's insane. A huge uh increase. Yeah. And then they said if you don't want the movie go, if you just want to do the streaming service without the um the free movie ticket it's 11.99 which is i mean it's that's like a normal price for a streaming service but i was like i don't it was such a big increase and i was like i'd never used i don't use this very much so i canceled and i i gave them a piece of my mind because they said why are you canceling and i said increasing the rate over a hundred percent within a few months is really i said like it's really something else good luck wow you told them <laughs> But I, I understand. Like, I mean, yeah, I wonder if they're losing a bunch of people. I'm sure. Like, I mean, it sucks because like it's such a special. Like, I, I mean, not even on months that I don't watch anything on Criterion, I'm never gonna cancel that just because like I do want to support it. And I guess that's pretty much the same as movie, but for some reason, well, not, this one just bugged me. I went on like a little. I watched like a bunch of the Criterion Closet videos the other day. Oh yeah, those are fun. Um. Yeah, I'm sure I'd seen a lot of them before. I watched the Daniels one. Oof. Oh, I didn't see. I heard that he got he was it was controversial because he called Malcolm X a crime movie. Yeah, it was really mortifying. The whole one, the whole okay. So this was a huge fight Brian and I got into. I was like, okay, so I'm not a Daniels fan. I really, really, really did not like Swiss Army Man. I didn't really like uh everything everywhere all at once. I thought it was like kind of annoying and then but kind of okay. And then the the total like love that it's getting uh has made me hate it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Which is just I mean, I'm just gonna be transparent about that. I think it's a lot better than Swiss Army Man. 
I still have never seen Swiss Army Man. It didn't Swiss Army me. Man is literally the worst movie I've ever seen in the movie theater. It is everything bad about um, everything everywhere all at once. Um, but without any of like the good parts, like it's just yeah. like self-indulgent romance, like pseudo spiritual bullshit. Mm. I could not stand it. I absolutely hated it. Um, yeah it's like a child it's like a teenage boy's idea of like spirituality that's what they are like they're just so immature I just they're juvenile I cannot yeah. stand their like worldview it's just like I don't like it I went to college I dated these people I listened to them talk about shit I've like it's like it's annoying it's how could anybody I don't understand that's what I don't like about it anyway it doesn't matter the point is I think they're hacks and I think that they are like these like little boys who went to like, I'm, I feel like they went to like really, really good, like private schools and college. I don't know where they went. They went to I Emerson. Oh, really? So yeah. I, they just feel so precious. Like they feel like, I don't know, like they're like, they came from like really loving homes. Probably. Yeah. That, and no. I don't like that. They're true. They're true. Like coddled millennials. Yes. In the most humiliating way. And they're, criterion closet they picked like seven movies and they were all like i think it was like police story malcolm x um tom popo i don't know mm -hmm. how to say the egg movie which i've never seen because i don't i can't see the egg scene <laughs> um the oh god what else was it like I don't know. Just like, just you've heard of every single movie they picked. Okay. I'll just say sure. that. like nothing. And every story that they had was about, oh, he did the before trilogy and here's his, his brilliant analysis of it. He goes, oh yeah. Like these movies changed my life. And one time I did this thing where like we woke up at sunrise and watched before sunrise. And then like in the later at like sunset, we watched before sunset. And then like at midnight, we watched before midnight and that's what i did that day and it's him like, and his like captive that he could him and his partner his which partner. i'm sure is his girlfriend oh yeah no these people like, are as straight as a fucking board straight. and so i'm like dude that is so dumb like i'm sorry like this is your you're he this man is nominated for best director best picture and that is what he has to say and i love those movies by the way i'm sure i like, do too. i mean you know I have that set. Um, but I was just like, this is these people are dumb. And so I was like, Brian, like they're picking like seven movies. They're all the most like famous, obvious movies in the world. Like nothing is like there's there. And, and he was like, well, they cut stuff out. And I, and Brian, I don't know why Brian got so defensive because he's not a Daniel's apologist either. Does Brian like, like everything everywhere all at once? No. No. And he was like, and I think he hated Swiss Army Man. I think, at least I hope he did. Maybe I was just so like forceful that I, I don't know, but I don't think he liked it. Um, I always do that when anyone says like, oh, I'm such an asshole. When everyone says like, I saw this movie or I saw that movie, I'm just automatically like, oh, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't. Like someone said them, oh, because someone talked, said they just saw the menu. Mm -hmm. and i was just like oh that's such a stupid movie and i was like oh maybe they really liked it i probably shouldn't 
insane. Wait, was it me? No, it was someone I play tennis with who like doesn't watch that many movies. And I'm sure like wanted to have a conversation with me. And I just like completely shut it down immediately. Wow. Um, I thought the menu was okay. Um, <laughs> but I thought uh, everything ever all at once was okay too, I guess. Um, if the menu was nominated for like best picture, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but, uh, anyway, and he was like, no, 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 they edit stuff out. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure they edit it down, but it's like, look at what they've chosen and look at how long it is. I was like going through, I was like, Brian, like this is a six and a half minute video. And then like, look at this one with like uh, Kate Blanchett and, uh, what's his name? Ted, what's his name? Tar director, Todd, Todd field, Todd field. I was like, look at like, look at the length, like these two, they were going for five and a half minutes. And I hadn't heard of like any of the movies that they picked. Like they had a couple of box sets from like Fellini and stuff mm. and like a few. And there was like the one with like Wallace Shawn and what's his name who did like my dinner with Andre. But like, other than that, like they were like deep cuts. I was like, I don't know what these are. I was like, they're, and they're actually talking about the movies. I had this huge argument with him that like, I thought their criterion closet was like evidence of like how shallow and stupid they were. <laughs> and he was like, you can't tell from this that they don't know anything. And I was like, yes, I can, because I already knew it. And this just confirms. No, it. it's true. I mean, I don't know. I we'll see what their careers like. I, I have a feeling that everything everywhere all at once is going to be like a anomaly. Like they're going to just sort of go back to making really dumb movie sort of like peter Farrelly with green book you're like okay i mean not that green book was very good but it's like that was just sort of like a random occurrence that he obviously is like nominated for best director or whatever i just feel like um like i like that everything everywhere all at once is out there and it's cool I that it is seem seeming like to get young younger audiences that aren't like super into movies that pretty much only watch like Marvel movies or whatever seem to like it. So like may and maybe because it does like reference a million other movies. So maybe there'll be like a some percentage of people that like that movie that will go and like check out, you know, in the mood for love or whatever else they reference in that movie. I don't know. That's the only one that I know that they reference, but I don't really remember. But um, it, yeah. maybe they will but I, I don't care. I just like that. There's something, you know, it's weird and it's different and it's funny. And it's like, I'm glad that there's something like that instead of just, you know, the same old shit. Sure. And I, I saw it, I saw it in the theater when it first came out and I, I sort of like you, I'm like, I, I didn't hate it, but I, it didn't really, I didn't really respond to it. But um, I remember sitting next to like some younger people in the theater and like, just seeing even this was before it became like a huge hit i just seeing them like love this movie so much people so there's there's something like, in it that people respond to my mom really liked it Interesting. and i was like i love that my mom liked it because i'm like i'm glad that i'm glad that there's like something i don't want to sound like really condescending but i'm like you know this is like a very like you know, this is a contemporary movie that yeah. is like, you know, and, you know, she's responding to it. So I was like, as happy. Like, I like, I like it for some people. Sure. But it's just. Sounds, uh, also sounds condescending. Yeah. I genuinely, I really mean that. Um, I don't know. I still feel like out of all the movies that are nominated for best picture, I, I've seen Tar twice now. And I'm like, that is 
I think it's a stone cold masterpiece. I do too. Tar, I Tar was like when I saw it, was watching it in the theater. I had that feeling like I can't believe that I'm seeing this. Like I can't believe that I'm seeing this in the theater when it's first coming out. Like yeah. I I felt like this is like a historical movie. Like this is going to be, this is like one for the books. Yeah. It's fun to see. I remember um, feeling that when I was in college and I saw Mulholland drive in the theater. Yeah. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's happened a few times, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and I love, I'm sorry. I know that people think it's stupid, but like the sort of, um, the whatever controversy or debate whether some people think that like you know the last third of tar is a dream or some people think that it's really happening and i i just say, sort of love that there's con- that conversation happening and that it is ambiguous enough for people to like argue about it yeah it's, it's cool. ambiguous yeah. I, f- I like it more than the conversation about like if cliff booth was having the whole thing was a daydream in uh in uh once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, I didn't. I never. Or Brad that. Pitt. Was Brad Pitt Cliff Booth? Uh, I think so. I don't remember. I don't remember his or the other one. There's the scene where like he beats up Bruce Lee. Oh, right, right, right. And people were really, really offended by that for yes. some reason because they were like, I don't know. Well, because they portrayed Bruce Lee as like this egomaniacal asshole, um, and it was like, you know, this white man beating up, and I don't know what. I mean, yeah, I thought I really disagreed with that opinion. I felt like the whole thing was obviously like heightened and kind of like a fantasy, like none of like it, there didn't need to be a daydream within the movie. Because the whole thing is a fit, like, you know, these people didn't kill the Manson girls either. Yeah, like none of this happened. And like the only reason that that scene was in the movie, I thought was like, I mean, I guess probably Quentin Tarantino like thought it was cool or whatever, but also like in that like heightened um, reality, like this is like a kind of like primal way to show that he's like really strong and like he can win in a fight. So like Mm. when he gets into the final fight, like we know like, oh, you're like up against someone who's like so strong and cool. They can beat up Bruce Lee. Like that's, that was what it was. So like, I didn't understand like taking it so literally and seriously, but I know that some people did, but then in, because they wanted to like the movie, people started to be like, Oh no, I got it now. Like it was all a daydream. It was a fantasy. And like, I don't think it was like, I think you just saw something that made you uncomfortable. And like, maybe you don't like it as much as you wish you did. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, that is like an excuse for the tar argument too. Cause the one, the one thing in tar that I didn't buy was that she would like tackle that guy at the symphony. I felt like it definitely got more like heightened yeah. and dreamlike at the, especially like after she falls, that's like when she sees like that dog at the end of the hall. In yeah. The yeah. Thing. And like, it definitely starts to get more like, I guess not like surreal, but just like a little bit more, like a little less tethered, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think, you need to have like a literal, like it's a dream. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how literal you need to be about it. Um, okay. Let's veer back into health oh, yeah. and wellness. Oh, oh did also, you read? Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. I, well, actually, I have two things. One, I got the fake Thera gun on Amazon, and it's great. I think that you could probably get that instead of the three hundred dollars. Okay. It was like thirty bucks or forty bucks, and I recommend it. It was called the. I'll tell you at the end of the show what it's called because I have to look it up. But it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've never had a Thera gun, but I can't imagine it's. This is all right. I'm gun. I'm gonna get it then because I need my leg is fucking. Just in constant pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been like massaging it every night and like doing my little hip ball that someone bought, uh, got me, but I think, um, some sort of massage gun would be helpful. It's, it's called, a. hang on. It's called a, dun, 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 dun. an L4, L4, E L E F O R. But I think if you just look there are like a ton of if you just google like massage gun or like search massage gun on amazon there's like a ton for like around that price so uh but you like this one i like it yeah all right i'm gonna buy it uh um oh did you and read? Then, oh sorry go ahead oh sorry sorry okay just thing number two really fast talk mm. t- chocolate is toxic dark chocolate oh that's what i was gonna talk about yeah yeah it has lead in it and cadmium and cadmium and my favorite Theo is like one of the worst uh yeah uh the so there was like an article in the New York Times that someone it's sort of like the ask Gerda section in goop but it's the New York Times and it's like it's called well mm-hmm. and some person was like what's all this talk about dark chocolate being uh being toxic and at first I was like oh this is so stupid like what are they talking about this is yeah. a dumb thing and then they were like, oh, no, like, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about it. It just has like elevated levels of lead and cadmium. Like, you should only worry about it if you eat dark chocolate every day. And I was like, oh, fuck. And who doesn't eat dark chocolate every day? They've been telling us to eat dark chocolate every day for like years. years our whole adult lives. And so and then it links to the Consumer Report study. And I was like, well, this is going to be really disgusting, cheap chocolate that it's going to be like Hershey's and no. dove and whatever that's that the has, best one that's yeah, the it, best stuff because it actually doesn't have chocolate in it yeah and then i was like uh alter echo at least the alter echo one that had it was like 200 percent of your daily allotted cadmium but it was the 85 percent blackout which i i usually get like the 60 to 70 percent so maybe that's i get 70 a small consolation yeah um but yeah all of them um Tony Chocoloni is tons of lead, not as much cadmium. Alter Echo is more cadmium. Um, the Trader Joe's ones are like radioactive, basically. Yeah, but it's fine. I mean, like, look, let's be honest. Everybody knows milk chocolate is better. Um, I eat dark because I'm, they say I'm supposed to. Yeah, but... but now, I mean, I'll just switch to milk. I Milk is good. Milk chocolate. Milk chocolate is delicious. But I don't need to eat chocolate every day. I mean... <laughs> I do. What else am I going to eat every day? I can't have like a fucking piece of cake every day. I can't have ice cream every day. Like what else is there to eat for dessert? That's not, I I mean, I've had, I had these lollipops that I have. I don't know. I don't know. I need something. I need something sweet. Oh God. I have credit card points. I can get this tissue gun for free. Hell yes. Oh baby. You're going to love it. I have, Oh, I have, I would, it's going to cost me $4 and 82 cents. 
Nice. Oh no, that's how many points I have left after I buy it. It's going to cost me 0.0. That's gorgeous. I'm getting it right now. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, this are, I mean, I'm going to switch to the milk chocolate maybe. Well, I, I don't even know. Do I eat an ounce every day? I eat whatever the, a lot, the, cause I, I try to make a, the bar last for five days. So whatever I, eat a fifth of the bars. A, I eat like a couple squares. I eat like less than a little less than half. I don't know, but okay. I don't, I really don't eat it every day. I just eat it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just one more thing to worry about. I'll throw the whole thing in the damn trash. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, um, I, this is quickly the new New York times review of La Bernadette. It got four stars. Okay. What is that? It's like the really fancy French seafood restaurant, um, in New York that always, it it's like always one of the best restaurants in the city and it's had four stars forever. But like in the last few years, um, a lot of the fine dining restaurants in New York and in other places, because people are paying more attention to like working conditions and like income inequality. And then also probably the quality of the food and stuff has gone down. A lot of the restaurants like Danielle, 11, 11 Madison Park per se, French Laundry have like lost their stars. And French um, Laundry lost stars. Well, that's not New York Times, but yeah, um, I think it was the San Francisco Chronicle did like a scathing review of French Laundry recently honestly i don't care like (laughs) they can say whatever they want about french laundry like i will never i mean wait is it bad working conditions uh i don't i didn't read that one i'm not sure all right sorry sorry let's talk about this one yeah no i'm just uh so like this one apparently because they talk about like is fine dining dead blah 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 like they reference um you know the thing at noma where like you know interns were working for free like for 60 to 70 hour weeks um yeah. they reference they like, literally the, reference the movie the menu the, yeah they reference the movie the menu um but and i've i went to Bernadette for lunch because they they used to this was like 15 years ago they used to have like um it was like 50 or 60 dollars for like a three-course lunch which obviously is like expensive for lunch, but it's for that. I was like, oh, it's a good deal. Now I think in this review, it's like at least twice that for lunch. So, um, but it was good, but it's very, um, it's like very simple. It's like, you know, delicately cooked fish with like, you know, very light sauces. So it's like, it's good, but it's not the type of food that I'm like dreaming about. You know, I'm maybe I'm like Anya Taylor joy and I just want that fucking cheeseburger. I don't know. But, um, but they're talking about like, oh, the, you know, Eric Repair, who is the chef at Le Bernardin, he's never going to do food on like cutting boards or like all the like trendy things because he sauces are so important to his restaurant. So it's but always going to be. On- I mean, I'm not trying to be like a snob or whatever, but like, isn't that kind of good? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's what this this review is saying at the end. Um, I'll read the the last paragraph of the re- review where sort of throughout the review, he's talking about all these issues that people are paying attention to in fine dining. But then he comes to this conclusion, maybe just because the food still tastes really good. He says, a great restaurant can be a sort of cultural preserve, a place where rare skills are passed on from one pair of hands to the next. Even formal restaurant service is built on careful study of human behavior if it's done right. A restaurant like Le Bernardin is run by people who know things that others haven't learned yet. This is part of what ran through my head too when I tasted those scallops and their cream sauce and thought they kept it alive. So 
I don't know, like if he's making the case of LeBernadan as like almost like a historical like preserve of an outmoded type of dining that doesn't or shouldn't exist anymore, then I don't know how much more like relevance that type of restaurant can have because I do feel like uh, if fine dining is to like continue or if any sort of mode of cooking in restaurants is to continue, it always does have to like push forward. But uh, I don't know. It is nice to know that like, if you can afford it, like places like this still exist and might still be worth your time and money every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I was just very like snobbily complaining to you before we started recording that like, I think all fine dining in LA is like fake and like, oh, there totally. are no, like good, like rest, like there are good restaurants in LA for sure. And like very fun restaurants. They're also for the most part, like everything else, like kind of kitschy kind of, um, showy. They're kind of like Disneyland versions of whatever the real thing would be. And there's like this like feeling from everybody except for like maybe the chef like the head chef like the guy in the LA times that like everybody wants to be doing something else like everybody wants to be an actor or like a writer or a director yeah. or something and so like there's no like the way you'd have in New York or like certainly in Chicago like people who are like career waiters who like work in like or even up in like Yountville or whatever, like people who like are like, this is their life. Like they work in restaurants and they're like comfortable with that. Like we don't have that, those people. Here. No. And I, I, same way. and I think, I mean, LA has a ton of great restaurants and a for ton sure, of fun restaurants. Sure. Um, I think and on sophisticated average restaurants, I mean, they're not like, you know, everyone oh, has yeah. like a dumb like yokel and it's not, you know, I'm not no, saying no, no, that. No. It's just that very particular type of fine dining with, you know, the white tablecloths, the fine china. I mean, maybe there's a cut, like you said, Providence, which neither of us have been to. I think there's a place called Melise, which is like really fancy. So there might be a couple places like that, but in general, and I don't, I don't really care because I don't go to those places. Right. So it's like, it doesn't matter to me, but yeah, it's like, uh, that, that doesn't exist in the same way out here as it does. Yeah. In New York or even in San Francisco, or of course, like, you know, London, Paris, places like that. Oh yeah. But, um, I mean, I sort of, I feel like this, I don't think that this type of um, dining is really going anywhere. Um, I mean, I do think things are changing. Also, like, I don't know, because like, we live here and like, this is where like, so much of like, our time is spent, like, um, there's the idea of like, lifestyle creep and like, every restaurant you go to in LA, it's like people are going to it so that they can like Instagram it. And then everything immediately gets put on social media. And then like, it just becomes very like sceney and like very young, very quickly. If yeah. it's like something that's getting like written about. Um, but, and I think that I, th- and like, I feel like it's very, very unfashionable right now to admit that like a lot of these places are priced so that people like that can't go Um, like in New York or in like Napa. um, Like they don't want like the young, like Instagramming people to come and like 
film everything. They want to keep it um, sort of more like of an elitist, like classist institution. And that's like a very unfashionable type of institution right now. So they're going to be all these like article. So when people review them, they're going to, they're literally referencing the movie, the menu, like they're going to discuss that, like sort of like class, mm-hmm. um, element and pretend that they care, which I don't think they actually do. <laughs> but, but at um, least in those restaurants, the the sort of class snobbery is out in the open. Cause I feel like the, these Instagrammable trendy young places, you're still spending like over a hundred dollars a person for dinner. Like when I went to, I went to Bavel for my birthday and like John took me out and it was really nice. And it was like, it's just extraordinarily expensive. It's for even extraordinarily like, expensive, but it would be, I mean, like the French laundry is more expensive. Well, sure, I'm just saying like, yeah, th- yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like they're there. That's what the, that's what it has to be very, very expensive yeah, for that kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess like, I don't, I mean, if I was invited to one of these places or if, if I read something that was like, this is the most extraordinary food I've ever had in my life. And it's like once in a lifetime experience, maybe I would like save up some money and try to go. But I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really have the desire to like, eat like that it is becoming um ridiculously expensive it's ever i mean it's crazy like even like the i don't know i feel like a cheapo the most casual sit down and i get it it, it's you know it's labor cost it's food cost it's everything but like you get you know a, a burger and a beer or nachos and a margarita and it's 50 dollars i went to subway last week this week and mm. i got two like sandwich things one for me and one for brian and it cost 30 dollars. oh my god are the new subway sandwiches good i keep seeing those commercials there i don't know it was literally the exact same subway it's always been oh because <laughs> on the commercials it's like brand new subway it's like all these new combos oh i don't i always get the same thing okay um it was tempting but yeah thir- yeah uh i mean the only the taco truck I can still stuff myself for 10 bucks. Yeah. But even, yeah, even getting a sandwich, like I uh, went to like, um, that's like Italian sandwich place in Los Feliz. And it was, uh, you know, I got a sandwich and a bag of chips and a cannoli. It was good, mm. but it's like $25. And you're like, oh my God. It's cheaper than Subway. Well, I guess I got two. Oh yeah. But I only like- got one. <laughs> You, that's what I said to Brian. I was like, for this price, we might as well go to like a cute place. Like, why are we spending $30 for this fucking shit? Yeah. You know, like it should be $10, 20 bucks, maybe $10 a person. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No one should ever have to spend more than $10 at a fast food restaurant. It's insane. But I think that's, I think you do now. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if people are getting closer to a living wage, then I guess it's worth it. But I'm sure um, most of that money is not trickling down to the people that work there. No. And like, I just don't know how, I mean, like rate the wages aren't going up. <laughs> no. So that's not what, what it is. Yeah. Um, I guess it's food costs or yeah. just corporate greed. No, I think it's, I, I don't think it's just corporate greed. I feel like there's something else weird happening with money, but I don't know what it is because mm. I'm too stupid, but I, I feel like there's something fucked up happening. Or maybe, yeah. no, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just like 
people took advantage because they were like, oh, the supply chain, I don't know. And then like once it goes up, it's really hard for it to come back down. So so does Subway not have the, uh, it's like $5 footlongs anymore? I guess not. Um, I think they do that on like one day of the week. Oh. I guess you got to plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was like, I got like a six inch veggie delight and sun chips and a diet Coke and it cost $15. That's so crazy. Yeah. Wow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget. Check out quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part they're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okie doke. Is it time to move on? Yeah, to we've, got to move we've got to. We've got to. Um, but it's good. We've had uh, two weeks in a row of Patreon, so the people deserve us talking for God knows how long. Yeah, the people deserve it. All righty. Uh, what was your best of the week? Oh, my best was the one that was like, can piercings be a solution to migraines? Mm. Because it was just like, um, no, they can't. And that was it. <laughs> yeah this was my saddest yeah oh i thought it was cool i was like wow they're just like really not um fucking around anymore they're just like yeah like 
we told you that we were going to be whatever science people and we meant it. I, so I don't know. To like, me, it doesn't I, work. Here's why. If anyone's telling you they can do it, they're lying. Find another solution in the end. I appreciate their candor. Can, candor. 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 Uh, <laughs> candor, the new Star Wars show on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Uh, but it did feel like the end of an era to me. Like, truly, like, there is no more garbage pseudoscience and goop. And it made me a little melancholy, I have to say. I mean, there is. There's, there will always be garbage pseudoscience and goop. But I appreciated them being like, don't fall for this. It's so funny. Like they don't, cause they didn't even have like, um, and you know, one of the like supported by science or speculative, but promising, it was all gone. And the person who wrote it, I don't know what happened to Gerda. I hope she's alive, but this is a woman, Dina Kuruvila, who's an MD. So she's like a neurologist. So she's just like a real straight ahead doctor. Like nothing, there's no, chiropractor there's no yeah. doctor of osteopathy it's just md um and it was sort of it was funny that they were just like some people say piercing this because it's like a specific part of your upper ear that i guess is close to some like acupuncture point yeah well she said that it works with acupuncture she and says she like, so after seeing work. some effective results from okay. acupuncture, people started to ask, can we permanently create migraine relief by piercing the same location? And she's like, um, you cannot. No. Number one, it's not a comprehensive protocol. So the location, it's called a daith piercing. And it only is like one part of this acupuncture site. So it's not going to actually work. Second, the piercing site is not precise because you're just going to fucking Claire's boutique or whatever. And you're not, it's not a real person that's piercing your ear. So they don't know what they're doing, which it seems obvious, but yeah. And then three, there's a high risk of infection and nerve damage. Huh? Which is interesting. Cause I know a lot of people have a piercing there. Yeah, that is true. But I guess there's always a risk. I mean, there's a, yeah. Whenever you poke a hole in your body, there's a risk of infection, but I mean, you'd think that like use some rubbing alcohol, you'll be fine. Yeah, you think? That one might be some scare tactics. Well, I don't know, because I did get my, when I got my ears pierced when I was a little girl, they got infected and they went into my earlobes and I had to have them surgically removed. I had to go to a plastic surgeon and have Oh them my God, how young out. were you? I don't know, like 10. Oh, okay. So you weren't like a baby. No, I wasn't a baby. Uh, Yeah, I, I got my ear pierced when I was 11 and... I wore an earring for a couple of years and then I stopped and then it pretty much closed up on its own. Yeah. I've gone back and had them repierced three times and they've closed up every closed single up. time. Cause I'm like too, I can't keep putting, they make you wear that little gold stud for like a really long time. That was what yeah. I always remembered. And then being like, I don't want to wear this fucking stud anymore. And just like always taking it out and then it closed up. So I was like, I guess it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I wore that stud. I changed to a hoop. I had a, um, I had a Grateful Dead skull for a while and I didn't even oh. listen to the Grateful Dead. I was just a true 90s poser in middle school. I just never once the whole time had like actually cute earrings. I've only ever had the gold studs. Yeah. I've never made it past that point. Uh, eh, who cares about earrings? It's like tattoos. It's like no one wants piercings anymore. I mean, I think they're pretty, but um, whatever. I have like clip-ons. Yeah. Um, well, I wonder, I mean, what is goop? Like if goop just turns into fucking new England journal of medicine, what's the point anymore? 
I just don't think we're quite there yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think we have, I mean, don't like the next thing that it's recommending to me is the corgasm. So like, sure. we're still out there. We're still in La La yeah. Land. Like, I bet you there's still... one person that works at Goop that like did this, thought mm -hmm. it that it worked and is like pissed off when she got a migraine again. So she's like, I'm oh. going to expose this industry. Oh, see, I feel like there's a person at Goop who was like, oh no, we have to do this. And then this, like someone got pissed at her and was like, oh yeah. All right. Someone <laughs> was like, no, Jessica, I'm telling you that's a dumb idea. And she's like, no, I'm telling you it works. She's like, okay, let me find someone who's going to write this article. And they're like, found like the most like um, board certified, like mm -hmm. neurologist in the world. And they were like, can you just write a quick thing about this and we'll pay you whatever. And she like wrote up a thing and was like, this isn't true. The end. And she's like, there you go. Yeah. It's up. Read it and your, weep. Your acupuncture earring thing is up, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's just crying in the corner. She's like, it worked. Ugh. Have you ever gotten a migraine? I don't think so. I mean, I, I used to, I've been getting headaches recently, but I, up until now, like I've almost never had headaches. Um, yeah, I don't get, I mean, I'll get a little headache every once in a while, but I, I've seen people, with my, it sounds horrible. I can't imagine it's, it seems yeah, horrendous. Like you can't see, you can't, you can't do anything. Think, you can't, you're like, yeah, it's horrible. Oh, very lucky. Um, and I can imagine if you get them regularly, you're going to do anything you can. Yeah. Including piercing <laughs> the top of your ear. Yeah. Um, all right. My best was the travel article. I thought it was great. It was a Valentine's Day travel article called Seven Romantic Hotels to Get You Far Away From Far Away From Here. Yeah. Um, and they were just like places that I never knew about, hotels I'd never heard about, like regions of the world that I never would have thought to explore. And it just is like, thank you, Goop, for expanding my horizons, even though I will never be able to afford to go to any of these places. I can still read never. about them. I'll never go to any of them, including uh, one that's kind of close to down the street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they have uh, Bhutan in the Himalayas. Um, this is a place called Six Senses. Bhutan consists of five properties. Um, you know, you're you see the mountains, you see the valleys. There's Buddhist monks hanging around. It's like. I don't know if it's the most rom I guess it depends on like what your vibe is, but like I guess it could be pretty romantic. But it seems more like spiritual than romantic. Um then we, yeah. Then we have a place called the one and only Mandarina in Nayarit, Mexico, which have you heard of this? I've never heard of this city or town, Nayarit. I No, maybe this is like the new place. The new Tulum. Maybe. Um, but you got your breath work, you got your Tata Harper skincare uh a mayan sweat lodge this looks nice it looks really nice then we have the scottish scottish highlands lairg scotland where you yeah, can like take walks to go by birthright but yeah did you see that new tilda swinton movie where it's like she's the mother and the daughter and they're in like a scottish hotel oh no it's good um it's called the eternal daughter and oh, it reminded yeah. it reminded me of this place it looks really nice i would go to the scott would you go to the mexican one or the scotland one honestly if i could choose i would probably go to the mexican one i feel like i would too but don't you want to go to the scottish one too i do i i i went to scotland once but it was 
but it's a very, cool. a very different vibe. But also it's like, I want to go. I'm always like, oh my God, this looks so nice. But it's like, if you have a choice of where to go, like, don't you want to go where it's warm? Like, I know that's a thing. to go on vacation here, but it's like, it looks so nice. I, I guess know. like deep in the LA summer when I'm like sweating my ass off, I would appreciate going to like, like if it's like an August or September in Scotland, that might be pretty nice. Maybe. I don't know. Then we have Newfoundland, which I'm it's funny. My father-in-law is like, I think he's like part Newfie or something, but he's like obsessed with going to Newfoundland. Really? And like he went once with like one of, with one of John's sisters, but like no, no one else wanted to go with him. Aww. And like now he wants to go back again. And like everyone's like, can we just go to like the Bahamas instead? <laughs> but, and he would never want to go to this place probably. But it make it's making me want to go to Newfoundland. Mm. Um. You go, you explore wildflower dotted fields. It's called the Fogo Island Inn. Uh, let's see what else. Snoosh- snowshoeing, pond skating, winter wildlife, feast on mussels. And they have like their own fancy restaurant. I'm just like Newfoundland. This is so dark, but have you ever seen Dear Zachary? No. Documentary. It's like a very, very upsetting and sad documentary. Oh, I think I've heard of it, but yeah, I've never seen it. It's fucked up. But anyway, all of the bad stuff happens in Newfoundland. And Mm. I only can think about that when I think about Newfoundland and I've never want to go because of that, which is probably fucked up, but that's my, it seems, um, I mean, it's like pretty isolated. It sounds interesting, but again, it's not a place that I would like necessarily spend a ton of money to go. If I could go to it's yeah. supposed to be beautiful. I'm though. sure it's beautiful. I think my parents took like a cruise, like mm. up the coast or something. I don't know. I think they took a cruise around there. Then we got wine country in South Africa, Babylon Storen, Franschnook Wine Valley. This honestly, South Africa is a place. I'm never and, going to South Africa. I mean, it just seems like really bad vibes. It's yeah. That's what I thought. Too. I was like, it's haunted. It's like it's. It's just, there's I mean, not that America is any better. America is haunted. I mean, but I mean, you know, you're forced to confront it every day. You have no choice, but I don't want to go there by, I mean, you know, I'm not going to vacation in another fucked up place. Especially with all these names are like the like Dutch South African. It's like truly apartheid city. Yeah. And like, I feel like this is the part of the country where apartheid like still like lives on. I mean, I really, unfortunately, I'm, I don't really know very much about it. I probably should know more, but I just, all I know is like, yeah. So let's, let's skip that one. Like I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, then we got Fiji. Yes. I'm down. Definitely. Any tropical Island, you know, I'm there with my colonizer Hawaiian shirt, my colonizer Mai Tai. Oh my God. I, I will not apologize for my love of tiki culture. <laughs> Am I going to get, I'll get canceled. Oh care. shit. Sorry. I just started the uh, little video. Oh. Um, so this is Tokariki is designed for two. It's a collection of Fijian villas and beachfront burres outfitted with outdoor showers, lush gardens, hammocks, and plunge pools. Yes, please. This sounds like romantic to me in the like traditional. In the aspect. yeah traditional sense. You can do a kava ceremony. A kava? There's like a, there's like a, really trashy kava bar in my neighborhood 
What Kava's, is a kava ceremony? It's like is it literally kava, or is it is another thing that's called kava? No, I think it's literally kava. Kava with a K, like the sort um, of the natural sedative that's like for like ex junkies who like can't oh, do drugs oh, anymore. Oh, okay, see, I thought you were talking about like the Spanish. Procedure. No, no, no. Kava, K A V A. A, it's a Polynesian root or something herb that is like um, it's like an like a natural sort of Xanax or opiate or something. So I'll just go by in Atwater village. There's a place called Kava culture, which is populated by teenagers and chain smoking Armenians. (laughs) And you have a choice of traditional Kava, which is like in like a, I don't know, they serve it in like a coconut or whatever. And it's like $16 and it's supposed to make you like relax. It's like herbal Xanax or whatever. Oh God. Or for half the price, you can get Kratom, which is like um, an herbal opiate, which you can iced tea made of Kratom or Kratom. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like, it makes you like, it sort of gives you like, oh, I took half an old Vicodin and I'm sort of feeling it. I've tried it at this place and it's not, it sort of makes me like, you know, like after you take an opiate pill, you're just sort of like jittery for a while yeah. after it wears off. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's itchy, sort of. itchy. Yeah. It's sort of that it's like, ugh, I don't like it, but for people who are like ex heroin addicts, apparently it's wonderful. Cause it's like, you get that fix without becoming a junkie. Mm. Anyway, I don't, I feel like this is a lot classier than the place in my neighborhood. I uh, would rather just like have some kava, kava with a C with a C. And I was like, that sounds really stupid. But now that I hear the alternative, I'm like, I would definitely do the other kava ritual. Yeah. Which is just like probably like going to 80 for Brady. Right. Traditional Kava ritual. Yeah. Uh, And then last but not least, we have right down the road in Encinitas, a place called Alila Marea. Have you heard of this place? Of course not. No, I haven't heard of it either. I've never even been to, I mean, it's like. I've never been uh, there either. I feel like it's for San San Diego people. It's not for LA My friend is like from there. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm not going to go down. If I'm going to go take a drive for a couple hours to go to the beach, I'm going to go to Santa Barbara. I'm not going to go to Encinitas. I actually think I might go to Encinitas. I think it's more because I feel like Santa Barbara is like already. (laughs) I like to be closer to Mexico. Oh, I see. I like to be farther away. I want to be more hot, more like laid back like I the thing is that San Diego feels so Republican um I mean obviously Santa Barbara does too but in a nicer way I guess I can't explain it Santa Barbara is just like more like classy which is Santa Barbara is like is like rich like yeah it's like it's like Rockefeller Republicans yeah San Diego is like MAGA yeah San Diego is MAGA but I I keep getting all of these like targeted ads. Like you should go on a trip to San Diego or like, do you want to live in San Diego? Like the internet thinks that I need to move to San Diego. It's funny. I was actually, I was in San Diego last fall watching a tennis tournament in um, a neighborhood called ocean, ocean beach, which is like, it was the cool. It's it's like right on the ocean. It's like very, I mean, it's, it's still like expensive. So it's all like rich old boomer hippies, but it's still like that, like that old, like beach town vibe and yeah. I was like I could I don't I wouldn't want to move to any part of San Diego but like I would definitely live in Ocean Beach like it's people love it um it's pretty 
I mean, I looked, of course, like even a shack is like $2 million, but it was, it was nice, nicer than I expected for San Diego. Yeah. People love San Diego. And like, I keep getting like all of these, I don't know. And like, it does seem, I just like, what do you do in San, like, unless you're like in the Navy. Yeah. I mean, you do nothing. You, you do like you do anywhere else. Like there's no culture. So it's like, you play golf, you play tennis, you go to the beach. There's no culture. Like there's more culture in Santa Barbara for sure. Yeah. But like, if you're just vibing, like San Diego's cool. If you just like, don't care, like, you know what I mean? Like you can just do whatever. It's but just... I would die. I would become like, I would be like that guy, like the poet in um, that Harmony Korean movie. The poet in the Harmony Korean movie. Um, oh, beach. What's it called? Beach Bum? Beach that one? Bum. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would become like. Yeah. I would just be like a fucking alcoholic who was stumbling around and be like, no, I wrote a, a poem about like your pussy and <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> See, I, I'm getting to the point where I... I mean, you know how much I want to move to like a nice trailer park in Palm Springs. And like, yeah. that's probably has less to do than like San closer Diego. closer to LA. It's about I, the same distance, probably. I'm, see, maybe I'm really crazy because I'm always like, O'Brien, oh, like for the last couple of well, days, I've been like, we should move to um, like Idlewild. I mean, talk about, I mean, I, I know what's cute, but like you would literally go insane if you lived there. Like there's, I mean, talk about nothing to do. San Diego is like the third biggest city or second, second or third biggest city in California. Idlewild is like no, you're zero. Right. You're right. You're right. No, you're making points. You're making good points, Brian. You're I mean, Palm Springs points. at least has like a few bars and like restaurants and like a, you know, one art house cinema. Idlewild it takes an hour just to come down off of that mountain to you're do right, anything. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just, I feel like I'm thinking of like small places that we yeah. could move to that would be cheap. We went up there like not that long ago and we met some guy who was like, yeah, I moved here in the pandemic and like, I just live here now. He was like from LA. I mean, everyone did that. Uh, the desert, the mountains, everyone up in like Tahoe. Ev- Maybe I mean, the- Joshua tree would be better. I look, I'm looking on Zillow at Joshua tree. I mean, Joshua Tree may not have a movie theater, but it does have a shoppy shop. Sure. But like, if you're going to move to the desert or for me, I would want to live in Palm Springs or Palm Springs adjacent rather than Joshua Tree, just because, I mean, Joshua Tree might be more scenic, but you're going to, it's going to be a half hour to drive even to anywhere. You're going to get literally murdered by a meth head. That's see, I'm afraid People who don't live in cities are like afraid of cities, but I'm afraid of like not the rural. No, totally. Like it's that's where I'm like, you get those really crazy and no one's there to help you. But by the time we're old, uh, the whole Coachella Valley will be completely gentrified. It's just going to be fucking Chase Banks and Starbucks anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I just, I feel like LA, unfortunately, I don't know. How long can I, how long can we stay? Not much longer. I don't know. Although I mean, as long as I can not, if, as long as I can keep my grubby mitts on this fucking apartment. then I'll Yeah. That's the thing is like, I have a rent stabilized apartment, so I can stay here for as long as I want, but I can't move anywhere in LA. So it's either stay here or move away. Well, you could, I mean, like I moved here. Yeah, but like a different apartment. I don't. I don't think I could afford your apartment. And I, if I was trying, if I was trying to get the rent that I get here, I would have to move to like Antelope Valley or something. 
Yeah, our rent is our rent is not as high as it. Mm. Our rent for this place is nowhere near as high as it would be if the same place was in Los Feliz. Let's say. Oh, that. sure, but like, yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, all right. What was your worst? Let me fire up the old uh, notes app. My worst was oh Seamus his keto snack me too this is first of all this is a completely old article because Seamus hasn't mm-hmm. worked at Goop for years it brought me back to a dark time in Goop's history when Seamus and Will Cole were like really front and center and they were they were the Goop guys and they were talking about these fucking keto recipes and it was always disgusting what on and earth sad were they thinking of just putting this article back into the universe this week in the newsletter? It's like they're really they're on a keto keto is happening right now. It's happening again. Yeah. God, with goop, I with goop okay. especially. Like they just they have all this keto stuff. Maybe she's doing keto. Maybe someone is like, let's talk about keto again. Keto is keto is a logical next step to paleo. I think if you're like trying to lose weight. Yeah. I mean, but like low carb, if you're trying to lose weight has been the go-to for decades now. I, it's just like, I I was just shocked that I, first of all, that I saw Seamus's face. Second of all, that this art, I remember this article because we made fun of it the first time it was published. Cause he's like three keto friendly snacks and it's literally just avocados, eggs, or olives. And you're like, thanks Seamus. You're yeah, a fucking like, chef. What, are, what are, I know. Like, and I rem- I'll never forget this where he's like, put poppy seeds on your fucking avocado. <laughs> like, thanks, you dumbass. Um, also, another thing. Yeah, see, there's this. Oh, no, it's the same. There's this. Whatever. There's a. They have an Instagram picture of like a keto plate. That looks really nice. Because it's just like greens. Oh, where's. Like- cheeses and an egg on the Instagram. Oh, on Goop's Instagram. Okay. But then they, but then this is just a link to this keto thing. Here's what they need to start telling you. You don't need a snack. So just stop it and you'll be fine. Like just eat enough at your like meals Mm -hmm. and your, I like snacking shouldn't be like, it shouldn't take up that much of your time, like worrying what you're going to have as your snack. Yeah. if I mean, and I, I maybe I'm a hypocrite because when I have a snack, I do a keto snack and it's called a Thrive Market beef stick. Yeah, have a beef stick. It's 90 calories, no carbs. And if I, it's, it's just if I'm, if I'm hungry at like four or five and I know I don't want to like, like totally chow down at dinner and I know I, I know I'll be too hungry. So I'll have a beef stick. And it just keeps my blood sugar and my appetite in check. So I can just have like a normal dinner. Or like you can just eat dinner at four or five. Yeah, no, I do. uh, On the nights that I don't play tennis, I do have dinner early. It's just on the nights that I play tennis, I know I won't have dinner till after eight. So I need something. But I also have these um, refrigerated, they're called like perfect bars or something. Yeah. That I get at Costco. And it's like, uh, it's like peanut butter and like protein powder and like honey. And those are the, I only eat those when I, before tennis, because they have like 300 calories, but it's good. Cause I actually need the sugar in order to like, you know, 
perform well on the court? Yeah, I, uh, well, this is the week of my birthday. So like my snack has been birthday cake. Which sure, is, why not? Because I have, Brian got me a whole birthday cake. From where? Magnolia Bakery. Yum. Oh my God. So good. I know. Mm. And I also have like all of these like little like pastry things from the peninsula. We had tea. I went to a tea that I told you about before. So it's great. I have all this j- shit to eat. So that's been my like snack, I guess. But normally, I mean, like, this is the really sad thing. If I get home and I'm like starving while I'm cooking, I usually just crack open a bottle of wine. <laughs> that's my snack. Sure. And, but I also like, yeah, I don't really snack that much. I don't know. I guess like if I'm going to work out and I haven't eaten, I don't, I don't want like a snack. Like I like to work out without having eaten anything. Uh, yeah, I like to have, I mean, I like to have a little bar before I play tennis just because I know my blood sugar will get too low if I don't. But if I was doing um more like cardio or like yoga and stuff, I like to have a totally empty stomach. Yeah. Uh, well, but then the problem is then I get home and then it's like, I'm so hungry and it's like after eight. So I have to be really careful about, because like the other day I made like pasta with like a pork red sauce and it was so good but i just ate too much of it and so it's it's like hard to sleep and i was like felt too full going to bed so i have to just be careful about like what i'm actually cooking for dinner i know i feel like tonight i'm gonna go bonkers because brian's going out without me and i have the place to myself oh where the little little goop kitchen little dominoes you know what i ordered goop kitchen yesterday and it wasn't good i think goop kitchen has hit a wall what'd you order it was the second time that I've ordered the chopped fucking sa- or whatever that one that I like that has those like crunchy things and the yeah, yeah. cheddar cheese and like beets. It wasn't good. Wow. The sauce like had lost some of it. Just like the dressing wasn't as good. The like cheese to crunchy things ratio has been way off for like a year. The beets were too big. It was like I didn't want those. Hu- they were like not bite-sized beets. They were like big chunks of beads. I think any of these places when the quality control is like pretty strict when they open. And then after like a year or so, it just all goes to shit. That's, I think that's what's happening. I don't know. Oh, and then the new thing, cause they change out. It's like the same salad every, but they like every season they change out like one ingredient. Yeah. So right now it's delicata squash and it's just Ugh. too much of that. Like squashy, like with the beets, it's like that root vegetable cooked root vegetable texture it's just too much of it i hate winter squash i'm gonna go through this whole winter without even tasting a winter squash i'm so excited good for I you i don't even i mean i'll do like a butternut squash soup i guess if i have to but like a roasted squash i i was just like why do i keep making this i literally hate it and i so, love when you're like i actually don't like this and i'm not gonna eat it anymore and you yeah it's stop. it's it's really freeing because there's very few i'm I like pretty much every food. I like so every I... food except for scallops. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I love scallops. I hate scallops. But I like every other food in the world. Um, yeah, it's uh winter squash and sun-dried tomatoes, I think are the only things that I really don't like. Sun-dried tomatoes are kind of like a booger, but they also um 
I've never minded them. Like I wouldn't seek them out, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely have them, especially if they're used in like some sort of like sauce or something. And they're not just like on a sandwich. Oh, totally. Like a little, I mean, a little taste of that sort of briny tomatoey flavor is fine. I think I'm just talking about like in our childhood when it would just, you'd just like have whole sun-dried tomatoes on things. And you would just like bite into ugh. a sandwich and pull the sandwich out and like a long sun-dried tomato would be like sticking out of your mouth. Yeah. This Gen is a Z, memory that I you don't know what, you don't know what we're talking about, but yeah, but anyone <laughs> over 35 will They know they've exactly. had the yeah. sun-dried tomato. Yeah. And it was, yeah. On some sort of like pesto chicken pesto sandwich or something yeah. that your mom got you at like gelson yeah with on like a ciabatta yeah oh my god um <laughs> remember a walk down memory woo, like, yeah it's like Bruce wow we Madeline. really had what hard childhoods we had yeah, we're both like shell-shocked we're like oh my god they put they put sun-dried tomatoes on the ciabatta <laughs> oh just shoot us now we'll die in the revolution Maoist revolution. i'll be ha- i'll be happy to die <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> this is a member of the bourgeoisie. No more sun-dried tomatoes yeah. to haunt you. Yeah. Um. Okay. What? So I said my saddest was the very scientific anti-ear piercing article. My saddest was the Kate McLeod's like thing. I don't understand. So uh, I will admit that I'm pretty sure that a couple of weeks ago, these pebbles were the thing I would try. Okay. But I'm doing a one. Okay. She's a former baker. Oh, right. This lady. Okay. She's an ex pastry chef. And now she like has this, sorry, excuse me. She has this brand of like rocks that you put on your body. Let's see. Yeah. Sleep it and all, breathe pebble set for $76. Yeah. It all started in her kitchen. Her sumptuous, beautifully original, br- brilliantly sustainable skincare line, skin line. Her newest additions to it made with cocoa butter, jojoba and baobab seed oil. Sorry if I pronounced those wrong. Absolutely gorgeous essential oil scents called bath pebbles. The pebbles look like miniature versions of her much adored body stones, moisturizing body and face bars that leave skin supple and glowing turned into an ultra hydrating version of a bath bomb. Oh yeah. This is why I would try it because I do like the idea of this. Okay. And you can get it on goop and they're lavender scented and you get it the best Valentine's day ever. And you put it in the bath and it fizzes. So it's basically like a bath bomb. So they're, but they're, so they're not actually stones. They're soap. These are, but she also has stones. Okay. Then she's got body stones. My body stones are designed as solid. Oh no, they all do melt. They're just called that. A solid that melts into the warmth of your skin. A thick coat leaves even my rough elbows and hands that used to split in the winter silky. It smells like rose and something else and frankincense and it's un- there's an unscented one. Okay, no. So these are not literal stones. Yeah, I didn't understand that when I read this, but now it makes sense. So they're just called stones and they're like they're like bath bombs. They're just like things you They're bath bombs and then one of them is like a moisturizer that you just like rub on your skin and it like becomes like a moisturizer. Yeah, there's one called the sex stone. And there's a sex one, but I don't really know what the difference is between the sex one and the regular one. Uh, the sex one smells different. She says, uh, 
she always uses it. Usually she uses it when she has sex. Okay. I don't like, use synthetics. But as lube it. or just like on her body? I think it's lube. Because oh. she says, I don't use synthetics or plastic. Um, She's such a hypocrite because this picture that she has in her kitchen whipping up a batch of her famous pancakes. What's on the counter is a big fucking aerosol bottle of Pam. The most toxic thing in the world. All right. So that's not 100% true. Okay, well. I don't want to watch. I don't want to see Pam on the in the pages of Goop. That's for fucking Christian housewives and (sighs) Well, now that Gwyneth is like lemon mama, she's open to all of it, but, and everybody, I guess is getting more relaxed. I don't know. I don't want to be a hater, but I do feel like there's something about these stones that feels just a little desperate to me. Like, I don't know. Every once in a while, these people are come on the pages of goop trying to reinvent the wheel. And I'm glad that she has the stones. I just don't get her story. Cause it's like, where did, what? What is Where going did... on with this woman? She's a baker. She's a sex stone. Maker. Yeah. How did we get from pastry chef to sex stones? It, it just, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. And I, I, to me, I'm just like, was it not working? All sorts of things come out. She makes a mean stack of golden griddle cakes. That's her above mid stir, her secret. Mochi flour. Mochi flour and almonds, which does, does sound, sound good. good. I would make those. But like but we don't have a recipe for that. We just have like oh buy my like no they they're li- they links to a recipe. All right. Well then I guess I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't get if we're if she's selling the sex stones. Why are we seeing her whip up the pancakes? Like it just it, what it's is too happening? Confusing. And it's like I don't want to think about like sex and pancakes. And I really there is just no excuse to have aerosol seed oils in your kitchen. It's like double poison, double poison. Yeah. It's like, just kill me now. What are you trying to do here? I mean, it's just, it's just pure cancer. Like you might as well just smoke. And a also like these names. So then the link. So if you click on the recipe, they're like, Oh, ex pastry chef. And now skincare woman has this line of body bars and then you click on the body bars and you get back to the stones. So it's basically just a moisturizer. And I still don't understand what the sex one is. It's and not why lube. is it called a stone? It's it's, it's not like a stone. A, it's like a lump of moisturizer. I guess like what else is she gonna call it? Bar. They bar call it soap. a bar. Yeah. You're fucking but making it's, but it's not soap. Yeah, it's like it's whatever. because they all say they're not soap. Well, no, because you're not even supposed Dove to use says, it, but you're not supposed to, it's a lotion. It's a, like, okay. You're not supposed oh, to use it in the shower. It. Like you just rub it on your skin and then like rub it in like lotion. It's too confusing. It's too confusing for me. The only thing on this line that I would get are the ones for the bath, because at least I understand what they are. I just, I wish that she was just like, these are bars and these are bath bombs, but I guess that's not. Yeah. And actually looking closer at this pancake recipe it doesn't look so great. No, it's because it's half of it is banana. It's like for it's like I don't know if it's it's not paleo, but it's like for kids because it's like the batter is just made up of bananas, and then you have a little bit of and mochi paleo flour, flour and paleo yeah. flour is right. But rice you can't have on paleo, so it's not paleo because she's using the mochi flour. Oh, it's gluten free. Oh, it's gluten free. Okay, so it's gluten free, and then maple syrup optional. I mean, I guess maple syrup's also always optional, but it's like always optional, I guess. <sighs> that baked by Melissa is still going strong on TikTok, and she has a 
I just saw she had a pancake recipe yeah. that she made up where that she used yogurt, a, like a <sighs> thing of yogurt as a base. I mean, how often do you eat pancakes? Like just, if you're going to have pancakes, just have a pancake because it's not like you're having pancakes every day. Yeah. A pancake is not something that I need to, I think that it's like, because when you go on a restrictive diet, this is the problem with all diets. You live your life. You're like, I never think about pancakes. I have pancakes. What? Twice a year. Yeah, exactly. But you go on a restrictive diet and suddenly you can't have like anything sweet or anything fun or whatever. And it's like Sunday morning and you're like, well, I know I can't go out. I know I can't have a bagel. I know my whole day is going to be just staring at the fucking ceiling, eating fucking, you know, kale. So you're like, well, what's a fun thing I can make. So then you're like on the hunt trying to make like pancakes out of whatever. And then you become this like bitch. Who's like, I got to eat pancakes like every week, which is crazy. And you never were that before. No. Ugh. I mean, I did buy uh, a thing of, or I might've gotten it free from five thrive market, a thing of like paleo pancake mix. I've had this thing that I got free from Thrive Market. That's pumpkin spice paleo mix, which I never would have bought. Like, I don't really like pumpkin spice that much. I never, I've had it in my cabinet for like over a year. I keep being like, hey, like, why don't I make those paleo uh, pumpkin spice pancakes this weekend, Brian? And he's always like, he just like he throws just like himself off the balcony. Over. He's like, I don't. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm never going to make them. Uh, yeah. I made the paleo pancakes once and it was like, you know, John humored me and was like, oh, yeah, they're good. And we never just made them. Could again. you taste the difference? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, because I've, absolutely. I've done, I made a paleo banana bread once and it was like really good. I couldn't t- tell. I've made a couple of paleo things. They're good. And I'm, also, oh. the, those that, the other, the, Birch or not birch benders, the simple mills brownies are really good. Yeah, those simple mills brownies are great. Uh yeah, I think oh, that's the... why I ordered. Oh, sorry. That's why I ordered goop because I had to get my free birthday brownie. Oh, sure, sure. Which was the best part for sure. Um, yeah, I think that like the denser and the more other flavors there are, like the less fl- like because a brownie really shouldn't have that much flour in it anyway, because it's like chocolate and butter and stuff. Fudgy, yeah. Yeah. So like the the closer you are to that, the easier it is to go paleo, I think. Okay, uh, I now I want pancakes. Actually, now I want banana bread. Um, I want to make my the favorite mo- the Molly Boz. Um it's like banana bread with like a a bar of dark chocolate uh baked into it oh wow sounds really good the allison roman one is so good it's like you put like an entire tub of um labna in it oh i need to make that one it's really good um i also really love the chrissy teigen one which is made with um it's like instant vanilla pudding it's really oh my good God. we're like in a bunt, really in a such bunt badasses we're like oh what's your favorite banana bread <laughs> and we both are like we can, off like, the name. top of the head we're like oh i like this one like <laughs> it's good it's good i have like i have these like five bananas just ripening in my oh fruit perfect right now. so i might oh, I, yeah. and i usually save them to um freeze and put them in my yogurt in the morning but mm-hmm. i don't know it's once you do get it. that little idea in your head you're like i need to do it it's hard to shake uh, maybe I'll make it. I'll make it for Valentine's Day. It'll be like a. Aww. It'll be a, a festive thing, so I can justify making cake. <laughs> Romantic. Um. All right. What would you try? Okay. Let's see. I would try. 
Oh, there's a new Vintner's Daughter product. This is what I would buy. Uh, it's a cleanser. So I, um, maybe controversially, but probably not, uh, like I don't really invest that much in like face cleansers. Like I get like exfoliators and serums and stuff. And that's kind of like where I put my money with skincare. And then for the cleanser, because I'm also like a, you know, sorry, I'm like a, truther about like all things I just kind of use the I know paraben laden uh CeraVe still because it's like I just still use it sure um and I've never that and like I don't know under eye cream are like the two things like I don't really spend a lot on cleanser and I don't really buy eye cream um everything else I have is like so stupidly expensive and overpriced that I feel like it like I have to make cuts somewhere actually that's not true I do have one nice expensive um cleanser that I use like sometimes at night it's like a it's like a Japanese like rice one Mm. um but I don't use it every day anyway I would probably I mean would I actually try this probably not but it's for the sake of the list it's a thing that I would try I also am like the one person who's not like literally obsessed with Vintner's daughter. Like I've never bought it. I don't really like how it smells that much. I know everyone loves the smell. I don't love it. I, I don't, it's another, like just a botanical serum, like is another thing that I'm like, but why? Yeah. I just, I, I'm sure it doesn't do much. I don't know. I do for some reason, love, love, love that smell. Yeah. Like it's my, it's the, I think it smells the best out of any product I've ever smelled in my life. And I, I crave it. And, um, <laughs> I, but this cleanser is, I mean, it's crazy. It's a hundred dollars. It's $98 for cleanser. That's like, I mean, you expect nothing less from the good people at Vintner's Daughter, but it's truly insane. Yeah. I mean, it's cheaper than the, than the serum. Yeah. But like a cleanser is even the goop cleanser is like $30, you know? Yeah. Um, I do like the um, the cloud the Goop Cloudberry exfoliating cleanser is really nice. Uh, yeah, I ran out, but John got me a new one for Christmas, so now I have more of it. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a fan of it. I uh, um, yeah, maybe I should invest in like a better cleanser. I don't know. Just no, like- I don't know. So, like Cerave or Cetaphil. If you the pair, I'm sure the paraben stuff is over. I don't like know. people don't care that much. It's yeah. and I I love I mean, really, if I'm being honest, like nothing cleanses my skin better than that set of fill gentle skin cleanser. It's the best. Yeah. And it's like ten dollars. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I I maybe it's just it's everything is so fucking it's like do I does every single thing I own really need to be this expensive? No. Does it really? I know it doesn't. And so, like, where am I going to make my cuts? You know, everybody just has mm. to have their thing. But, like, I don't spend money on this. Or, like, I don't buy that. Yeah, you have to you have to make choices unless you're, yeah. you know, extremely wealthy. Which I am not. Uh, all right. So that's your try. That's my buy. My try is, oh, I actually listened to an Erica Chitty episode of the um, podcast this week. Oh, really? Because it had this lady on, she has, like, this like food show and i'm you know i I, i'm I'm still chasing like what is who is the true heir to like anthony bourdain i just need another show like that and no one really does like him and i don't don't think that this woman probably doesn't either her name's what is her name oh fuck 
Uh, her name is something that I didn't put in my notes. Um, here we go. Uh, Sophia Rowe. And I didn't even know that Vice still made shows, but apparently the yeah. second season of the show is happening somewhere on Vice. And the interview itself, she like she has an interesting story. Like her mother was a like a drug addict. She was in foster care. Um, and she's then she became a cook in a restaurant. And now she has this vice show about, you know, it's like contemporary food news through like a political and social lens. So it could be fun or it could be annoying. I don't know. Her personality, she's very like, I'm not like the other girls type of personality, a little like, I don't know. See what you think, but uh, like a pick me a little, a little bit of like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't do this. I, I'm not, you know, I drink my pet nat and I go to bed at 10 p.m. and uh, like that sounds exactly like every other girl. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like her, I don't know, whatever. She, I'm sure she's cool. Um, but they just talked about their like their childhoods and the show and i guess because the first season of the show it's called counter space like was just during the pandemic so it was all on zoom which sounds horrible but this season she actually got to like interview people and i guess what i would try is just watch the show and see if it satisfies that that itch because i cannot watch the one that's really popular now is the fucking everyone loves raymond guy on netflix oh yeah i watched a couple of those he i i love the format i like the restaurants that he goes to i like the cities that he goes to but to me he is truly the most irritating person i've ever seen on television and i cannot watch a second oh movie. really yeah he's like oh like he's too just smarmy and like positive and like i just i can't he does he's like he just ugh, i don't like him at all yeah i mean i'm looking at these like stills of his face and they look really annoying i don't I feel like I just, I don't really remember it that much. I thought it was just kind of like, whatever. I'm not like a huge, like, I don't really like that type of show as like a genre, really. I guess I just sort of liked Anthony Bourdain at the time because he was Anthony Bourdain, but like, I don't think there is going to be another Anthony Bourdain and I feel like that's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, Padma Lakshmi has a similar type of show, which some of the episodes were pretty good. A lot of people are trying to do it. No one does it like him. I mean, there are going to be, like, shows where people, like, travel and eat. Yeah. Like, uh, Stanley Tucci had that one. Oh, yeah. I never watched that. Um, And that was when everybody realized he was hot. I still um, don't think he's very hot. but I, I do, know. but what can I say? Um, But... Yeah, like I feel like Anthony Bourdain's whole thing, which I'm sorry, like I I don't come for me. Just say it. I was never like the biggest Anthony Bourdain fan either. Like it's not that I like I really I didn't really care for his books. I'm sorry. Okay, I know he died and that's really sad. This is not uh yeah, a lot of people I mean, I feel like he was not universally beloved until after he died for sure. And then like his show was good i always thought he came off as i always thought he came off as a little smarmy and pretentious oh for sure he um, totally was and like th the whole thing that people are like oh you like made me see the world in a new way and like i now like 
you like helped humanity connect through like the magical power of like sharing a meal. I I'm like, he did. Okay. That's great. I mean, if that's what it meant to you, that's awesome. I thought it was interesting, but I never had. And I, I mean, I like the show more than I like his books, but I never had that connection to it. I just like enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I think I feel the same way. I, I loved just seeing all the different places that he went to. And I thought he was like a good interviewer and he like yeah. was, he was able to sort of integrate like food with more like social and political issues um but his per- i mean he's very much his, his he's sort of like a gen x boomer cusp guy who's like he just romanticizes like punk new york that's in the, the 70s thing. and 80s that's aesthetics yeah. in this in this way that's like it just seems like performative and and like I don't know. There uh, was this part in his memoir, one of his books, I don't remember that I, he was like, when I was a kid, I used to, I went to Vassar and I would walk around carrying a samurai sword. And I was like, I know exactly who you are and I hate yeah, you. I yeah, was yeah. like, that's not cool. That's obnoxious. <laughs> and I immediately was like, okay, but that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I've always viewed him through that lens of like, all right. Yeah, he's like a straight white man of a particular generation and he has like like he I don't know the theme song it's like had like Queens of the Stone Age and he was like obsessed with Lou Reed or whatever and it's like that's Yeah, great. he seemed like he was like really wanted to be Lou Reed. Yeah, which like like Lou Reed was extremely cool, but um uh yeah, there's his personality I see is like a little bit was like a little bit off-putting. And yet his show, I, I watched like every episode of his show. I watched, I liked his show. I'm not saying I didn't like his show. I liked both of his shows. I liked the first one too. Yeah, yeah. The that like the one on as... Travel Channel that was like half hour. That was, that yeah. was more straight ahead food. I actually, I mean, honestly, probably preferred that one. Like the, the later seasons, they definitely got like more artistic, but they also got a little more pretentious. Like he did that whole like Wong Kar Wai homage in I don't Hong even Kong, know. I don't remember is, that. And like the one, well, the beginning of the end was he did the Fellini homage in Italy where he met uh, Asia Argento. Oh, the and God. we all know how that turned out. Wait, he did a Fellini montage? It was like, um, it was like an Italy episode. It was like right after he got divorced from his, his like Taekwondo wife. Yeah. And um, he was like going to Italy and it was like this the aesthetics of the episode were all like indebted to Fellini and he met Asia Argento and like, they like rode a motorcycle together. And then like, next thing you know, they're, you know, they're married. Nightmare. What a nightmare. The poor I guy. Mean, the, yeah. It's, it's really dark, <laughs> dark, dark, dark. I thought that documentary about him was really good. Yeah. I thought it was good too. It was called, it was called something weird. Like roadrunner. Roadrunner. Yeah. It's just called roadrunner. Roadrunner. Yeah. Roadrunner, yeah. Um, I thought that was good. Um, yeah. Anyway, will this woman be the new Anthony Bourdain? I'm sure she won't be, but maybe uh, that's a good thing. If I'm, yeah, if I need something, because I I always need to watch some sort of food show on a regular basis, and right now I'm like going through old seasons of Master Chef, which are like truly like the bottom of the barrel. Okay, because <laughs> it's just it's just Gordon Ramsay like screaming at like women and like people of color saying like how what what the fuck do you know about french food or what the fuck do you know about german food? wait really yeah it's it's really great because this is from like i'm i started an order so i'm only on season two so this is like from like 2010 and it's all these like 
yeah it's like a woman who's like indian or whatever and then they like have to make like schnitzel and she doesn't do it right and then he just like screams at her like saying how dare you even try to make like food from like the like beautiful aryan race and then she starts crying. well if it makes you feel better i know someone who was on an episode of hell's kitchen and they told me that Gordon Ramsay was like the nicest guy in the world. And he was like, I put on this big show. So like when the cameras are on, I'm going to start screaming, but it's all an act. That's, that's like, what I've heard too. And I, and yeah. you can sort of tell a little bit and it, it does make, it is sort of like a little winking at you. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't think he would be so popular. And so like universally beloved, if he actually acted like that. No, so you have so. to sort of take although, it for a, a grin with a grain of salt. Although there is that like perfect episode of, uh, I guess it's health or whatever. One of them kitchen nightmares where that couple in arizona were oh like yes crazy and i do think that they really did have a problem yeah. with him i don't watch those those ones i've seen a few episodes i just i like the competition ones better oh i like those ones where he like goes and screams at everybody in the um, restaurant and then fixes the restaurants and then the restaurants all close down anyway. i mean they all well he's better than like um who's the one bar rescue guy oh yeah i've never seen that who uh he just makes every every restaurant seemed like a, like a horrible, like Scottsdale, Arizona gastro pub from 2012. That's kind of what Gordon Ramsay was doing too, with these restaurants though. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's what's popular. Well, I guess it was at the time, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Uh, anyway, so I'm just excited for the new season of top chef. That's going to come out next month. That's what I'm waiting for. <sighs> that's exciting. Still the gold standard. As far as I'm concerned. Of course, of course. It's been on for a long time, my God. Yeah, this is season 20. It's a international all-star season. Oh, good. Uh, is that it? Are we done? Bye. What did you buy? Oh, the oh, we... col- there's a there's a clutch on the thing. That's like there's like a pearl clutch. Ooh. That's it's like a cult guy up pearl clutch. It's four hundred and fifty dollars. I'm not going to buy it, but it's well, so cute. And I wish I could have it. You'll have to wait till uh, your next birthday. I guess I will. Long time to wait. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I would just, I guess, get that Vintner's Daughter cleanser, even though I won't. Um, oh, and I did buy that $38 Theragun, Theragun oh, yeah. knockoff um, for I free. Oh, this is, here's your tip. Anyone who shops at Whole Foods regularly for groceries, get an Amazon Visa card because you get so many points for shopping at Whole Foods because obviously it's all the same company. They're like literally every week you can just like get something fun on Amazon for free. Ooh, that's a good tip. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Just put more money in Daddy Bezos's pockets. That's right. Um, all right, guys. Oh, while we were recording, we got a new patreon wow subscriber um so let's give a big goop yourself welcome to mp initials mp thanks mp anonymous thank you for joining and uh yeah we'll see you next week um okay bye bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.